is the Mandalorian's Explosion Network's Mandalorian After Show, where we're discussing each and every episode of the Disney Plus original Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. My name's Dylan Blight, and joining me to discuss Chapter 11, The Heiress, is Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here. It turns out he wasn't keeping the eggs safe inside his belly. Yeah, well. He just ate them. <laughs> there's a whole thing, uh, like, I'll just chuck it out here now. Before you get into later, there's been a whole, uh, there was a lot of drama between last week's recording and this week's recording about uh, the eggs that. and everything like that. And my only two cents on it is, of course, without having seen or heard any of that drama when we recorded last week, even both of us were like, it was a little bit weird. Like, not to the point that, like, people are, like, really hating on it. Uh, but one thing I'll say is I still find it weird. It like didn't turn me off uh, Yeetle as a character or the child, whatever you want to call it. But we, de- I definitely would say that we were the way he was talking about it was both a little bit like mm, it was weird. But I mean, like, it's weird, a funny what, weird. It was, but... it was funny weird, but like um, the one thing I will say, like my two cents is that although obviously none of us like thought it was. Uh, offensive <laughs> worth discussing to the the level that some people are my, my whole point my whole thing and i'll say this with any other sort of subject or whatever if people uh if people watch something read something whatever and it affects them or makes them think about it in a certain way and that's their experience and they want to talk about it that's fine it doesn't have to ruin the way you feel about it and you, we need to learn to be better at just understanding that some some like people are allowed their, their points of view you know what i'm saying like but dylan this is the way. <laughs> you know? The way is to be more <laughs> sensible and uh, kinder and more understanding as well as well. So, and if you don't know what I'm talking I about, mean, it's probably just for the best or you can look it up. Um, yeah. I'm not going to delve into say the, the subject <laughs> because I don't feel- The funniest thing about. I saw was uh, they've already put up a pop vinyl the, the of eggs. the child with the eggs yeah. for sale, like pre-order or whatever. But yeah, straight away. I'm like, Damn. We see they're going hard on the match. They're good. They're hot there. There's- they're like, listen, we'll let you keep it secret. We'll hold off on the merch for yeah. the launch of the Mandalorian last year. Season two, we everything possible. Which makes sense, especially because from what John Favreau said after season one, where he was like, everyone, like the merchandise side of Lucasfilm was like, you can't keep this a secret because merchandise. And he was like, hmm. But how about we do? And so now it does make sense that they're just like, well, we need to do two seasons worth of merchandise in one season. Yeah. <laughs> Soon there's going to be, they're going to have like bubble tea containers for the, of those canisters. So you can. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, you know? Whatever floats your boat. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Uh, yeah, so chapter 11, The Era, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, written by John Favreau. Uh, I, uh, let me put out. Let me let me start this way in the overall thoughts segments about the episode. I was very very happy with this episode, and um, I'll, I'll jump the gun a little bit, and then we'll come back to it later, so we can do the episode <laughs> in, in a row. Because I also feel like I could just focus on the one thing from the episode, and then that would be the, the entirety, and not talk about anything else. But of course, Bo-Katan showed up, played by Katie Sackoff. This is something that I've been talking about since last season since we were discussing it you know when yeah. it was like what mandalorian would make the the most sense to show up in live action and straight away i was like well katie sackoff could should play bo katana because that makes the most sense and i want to say it is perfect everything i could dream about it it was it was 
She, I guess it just is because, like, she's the person who voiced the character for several seasons in the Clone Wars. Like, she is the character. But then also, she has, like, she, she, like between her roles of, like, Battlestar Galactica, Galactica and all that sort of stuff, she plays that sort of role. And, like, she fits into that armor really well. You know what I mean? Like, she, she just looks like she belongs, I guess. Like, she just looks exactly like a character would... Even though, like, the the animated version of Bo-Katan was never, like, clearly modelled. And, of course, that show has, like, its own animation style. So, of course, it's not directly modelled to, to look realistic as to the actors who are doing the voices. But, yes, I was very, very happy with that. And, of course, we'll discuss something else and name drop later. I could, I'll, I'll save my thoughts for that. But, yeah, I this, this, this was basically a Clone Wars episode. And the other thing I want to say straight out on my overall thoughts of this episode is... I didn't know who was directing this, right? So I'm watching yeah. it. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I'm like, man, this is a fucking... There was literally a point in the action scene where the Mandos are shooting through the, the, the ship, you know, in the middle of the episode or whatever, and music, the way it's been shot and everything, I'm like, man, who's directing this episode? Because this is fucking killer. Like, this is great. And I was trying to think out of all the directors... Um, that we knew of who was likely to be directing this one. And the first one that came to, came to my head is, um, fuck, I'm mental. Who, the, the one who's doing, um, the Obi-Wan series. For whatever, I mental blanking on her name now that I actually need uh, to remember it. Um, she is, she's not directing this, isn't though. Yeah, but I was like, I don't think. Yeah, but for some reason I was just like, maybe it was a secret. For, for some reason I pulled her name, right? I was like, cause, uh, Deborah Chow. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, to my discredit, I never, I never once thought Bryce Dallas Howard would be directing the episode that was making my mind go, wow, this is a fucking kick-ass action sequence. But, you know, props where props are deserved that she did a, a phenomenal um, job in this this episode. That's one thing I just definitely want to shout out. Like, Not to say her, her first directing job was bad. Like, her, she did directed a, a fine episode last time, but I, this episode was just killer, especially that sequence. You know what I mean? So, anyway, I love this episode. I'll, I'll delve into more why I love it, of course, as we continue. But what what are your overall thoughts on this week's episode? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, um, got the continuation of the story, uh, some funny moments. Uh, obviously, we've got this whole side of Mandalore that we're going to continue. It has opened up. We finally get some sort of explanation as to why he's wearing the helmet all the time and they're not, uh, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, a lot of world building and... Uh, story development this episode and some cool action sequences in a very small time yeah. frame as well what was it 35 yeah. minutes shortest shortest episode so far mm. um which is surprising because i believe they said around the start of the season that all those episodes would be around the same length they haven't been no they've been all <laughs> over the place the first one was the longest ever and then the second one was yeah. around that 42 you're know, like okay yeah, yeah maybe this know. is the normal and now John, like, i mean John Favreau just couldn't edit himself down. That was a problem. No, I, I don't mind the varying lengths because as we discussed, I think when during the first season, again, it is simply they don't have to write for a strict time with ad breaks and whatever on a streaming service. So like they literally just get yeah. to write an episode where it starts and ends where it makes sense for it to start and end without having to add in filler or take out scenes because of time or whatever. So... Although I do think there's something to be also said for, like, there's a skill uh, for script writing for TV for, like, that key time slot. And there's also something about being able to put in, like, good uh, ad break cliffhangers and these sorts of things. Um, that's that's definitely a skill on its own. 
Um, all right, so let's let's jump into that. Though. Let's 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 start where it starts and then lead up to the, the big stuff. Of course, so it starts on the race crest. Uh, they're floating basically the, in, in space. They're all asleep at this point. Frog lady, her eggs are asleep. I assume. Um, Mando, Yeetle. Which he was like cross-legged, legged, right? It looked like he was sitting kind of like Yoda would. For you it, would right? assume so. You can't see his legs, so it's hard no. To say. But that's kind of how his legs. Yeah, his his body seemed shaped to the degree. I was like, oh, he's, yeah, he's, you would assume so. Yeah, yeah it looked like he was sitting like Yoda-like, which I guess makes sense. Uh, um, <laughs> alarm goes off. Wake up. They're approaching the planet. I can't remember the planet's name, but I don't think it's really particularly important. Trask. Basque. Was that it? Really? Trask. Trask. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Uh, so they're approaching Trask. Uh, and this sequence... Well, technically, it was the moon of Trask they're oh, going to. There you go. Well, it is worth pointing these things out, because people, of course, always are like, well, it's on Endor. No, it's, it's a moon of Endor. It's but, a moon of Endor. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, and this whole sequence, as they, they come in the crash landing, I love this, because we've never really seen something like this in Star Wars before. We've seen crashing... like I guess you've seen, like even in Rogue One, of course, we, that was... The first time I watched Rogue One, that was the first time I think we saw like sort of uh, what would you call like just above the like surface level space. What do you? What's the name for that? I can't remember. You know what I mean? Like like upper, a, upper atmosphere. Yeah, like upper atmosphere, like ships like crashing down towards planets. Like I, I, I don't think that was the first time we saw something kind of like that in Rogue One. And of course, we've seen like pod racing crashes or like other sorts of ship crashing. Uh, in, like I guess the closest we've seen is Star Wars Episode Three at the start when they crash land, uh, Dooku's ship. But I don't think that was as thrilling or I guess quote unquote realistic as this was. Like I, I guess within the terms of what Star Wars is, like realistic. And I, I really enjoyed, it and I thought this was a great sequence, especially with the the payoff at the end where the, the <laughs> after going through everything and there's someone on the radio being like, pull up, you gotta go so fast. And he like lands it. He thinks he's landed it perfectly. He's got the little green arrow or whatever. And then just the fact that one of the ship's engines is just like, nah, fuck you. Yeets him off into the side, <laughs> into the ocean. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, the, yeah, I, I, funny, funny gag. This was a good gag. The, the, the payoff. Um, do you have any other thoughts on this scene? No, it's obviously well put together. Uh, good payoff at the end with the gag. Um, yeah. And the the Calamarian or whatever they're called. Yeah. Like, just watching on. The Mon, the Mon Calamari is just, like, standing there, like, the fuck? And then the fact... <laughs> then when it shoots off to the side of the water, he's like, I guess I'll go get my crane. Which, by the way, I nearly forgot. So that crane, this was a really cool just design thing. Like, and I'm looking for confirmation. Obviously, we're, we're recording this right after watching the, the, the episode, so I don't know mm. if I'm saying confirmation. But um, it looked like it was like a an adat, like a um, repurposed one, basically. Like the, uh, you know what I mean? Like it was a repurposed adat turned into a crane, which I'm going to presume it was because that makes sense and that's cool. Like when you when you, when you can imagine the the history of the planet, I guess, you know, like post episode six, what happened, like empire loses those, the, the people of that planet manage to take back the the planet from the empire's control. And they've got a bunch of leftover stuff, including like an ad at, and what are they turn it into? Like there are obviously this, this planet is a, um, a fishing or like some seafaring planet. So th- they turn it into a crane to help, uh, fish 
ships out of the <laughs> the water or, or whatever else. That's what I took it as anyway. Did you? I don't uh, know if you noticed. It doesn't quite look like it, but. I mean, it's I not going to look exactly like possible. an AT-AT. It looks. No, I mean, it's just the top half, obviously, is quite differently shaped. Yeah. Are you looking now? I highly doubt you'll find something this Yeah, I'm looking early. Yeah, know. it's not going to find it. No. Sorry. No, I'm just looking at a side by side of an AT-AT and the shot from the. Oh, did you find a shot that far? Or did you just open Disney Plus on your. I opened Disney <laughs> okay, Plus. That makes sense. I was like, who <laughs> the fuck's got screenshots out of it? Um, yeah, so that was great. So. Moncal Maori, Mando asks, asks him to fix up the ship, so we'll come back to that at the end of, of the episode. Uh, frog Lady gets reunited with Frog Husband, touching moment, and the eggs. That's very good. An oh, actual nice moment in Star Wars is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean weirdly, I was, there was a moment where the ship, when they're coming down, and like she leaves the eggs, and I'm like, oh, yeah. God, please don't tell me that she's going to go help with the ship and fucking Yeetle's going to... Just they teased that. They did tease it. She looks like, at it. No, don't do that. Don't do. I have lots of questions, and I guess we'll come back to it at the end of the episode because there's a, there's lots of weird like util like I, I I'm trying to pr- understand what may be happening inside of his brain. You know what I mean? Like throughout this episode <laughs> with different things, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, the frog husband says that. He, the Mando can find the help to to find his people if he goes to the inn. So he heads on over to the inn. Uh, Amon Cal serves them first. This is a cool little scene where, like, how he's like, you know, he's like, oh, some whatever for my friend. Here. I like I like how he calls him his friend. Like, yeah, it just makes me chuckle every time because it he doesn't what say the child anymore. Like, remember the first time he said well, the- for the child. Oh, yeah. Remember the first time in episode yes. three, which Bryce Dallas House also directed. And in retrospect, yeah. it's a, a funny Lots little of bars. Uh, gag, I guess. But um, lots of soups. Yeah, maybe that's a connecting thing. Anyway, the Yeetle gets food. The the Moncal. I like how also he's um he's like, oh, if you're not going to buy anything, all these seats are in high ask. I'm like, where the fuck are we? Like this is the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you're like these seats are in high regard. Come on, dude. Uh, something tries to come out of Yeetle's food and eat him, which is disgusting. And Yeetle's just not really scared of anything. He's just like, this is a gooey thing attacking me. And then uh, Mando's like, yeah, stop playing with your food, dude. Like, I don't know what he did. Did he like zap it or something? Or I think he, he put like a knife or something into the soup. Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, And I'm like, is that normal? Is that how... Like, is that that's how, how food works in... That's how the food works? Now? It manifests... So, of, of a slight detail, and I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's just subtle stuff in Star Wars that I appreciate. Like, Mando whips out the, like, the Moncal currency, you know? Like, we've had this in season one where he's had, like, different currencies out in, like, payments, mm. and it was kind of cool to see then. But I just like seeing that they, they continue to be like, well, on this place, Mando knows it's, like, this currency and... We've got new Republic credits and whatever else. It's just super like nerdy details to go into, but I appreciate to keep these things up. Um, the Mon Cal t- talks to a Quarren, which the Quarren are probably one of my least favorite Star Wars species because they're usually assholes, which proved to be true once again whenever they've shown up in like Clone Wars series episodes and other things. And also, they obviously just kind of look like a either. Uh, what is it from 
Dead Man, fucking Pirates of Caribbean, whatever that whatever that character's name is. Uh, Davy Jones. Davy Jones. Yeah. It either looks like Davy Jones or a Cthulhu monster. So they're just not likable at all, as far as I'm concerned. You know, like I don't. Or the Doctor Who things. Uh, the Silent. The Ood. Oh, the Ood. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. The Ood. Yeah, that's true. But they were nice. The Ood were nice, at least. Mostly. Yeah, that's the difference between. Doctor Who and Star Wars, I guess. <laughs> the, the, Heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, so he he hops on this boat. Well, hold on. I should worth pointing out that we do, amongst all this, see that shot of Sasha Banks's character, uh, like standing in the crowd with the hood on. The one screen, the one shot we'd seen. And I'll be honest, right? So they come up title. It says Eris. We see Sh- the S- Sasha Banks shot. Like, as soon as we got on the planet, I knew it was a Sasha Banks episode, obviously, from where that, that photo had been released. I'm like, okay, Sasha Banks episode. Yep. It's called Heiress. I wonder if she's, like, some... Princess. Heiress or princess of some place that he's got to help this episode. Like, I was just not even... So, when it happened... You you didn't expect it. No, I didn't expect it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, it worked out quite well. Like, it, it's, it's funny, because... In retrospect, when I look back at the episode, it's titled Eris. I'm like, it is so plain and center. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, I got, I got, I got thrown, thrown for a loop for that one. So that, that was quite good. Uh, yeah, so then Mando heads out on this boat, and uh, they're not really going anywhere because, of course, the Quarren are just taking him out to trick him to get the uh, the Beskar. That's what they're after. Everyone loves, everyone loves Mandalorian armor. Like, it's... Uh, Galaxy wide, one thing we've come to learn is everyone will just try and kill for that damn Beskar. Um, and this this dude does it the most evilest way. I think I've, I mean, we've seen some fucked up shit with the child this 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 season, but um, little old Yeetil's having a, a terrible time so far. That that shot of the Quarren like being like, yeah, come go have a look at our sea monster. We'll feed it. It'll be like real entertaining. Bring the child. It'll, uh, it'll it'll like to watch full documentary. Yeah, like get a get a full trip, and just the fact he fucking like hits the back of that thing and sends him flying into the mouth of that that monster, whatever the hell it's called. I was like, no, this is disturbing. You know, <laughs> just when we think that there's the most evil way someone could treat the child, someone goes and tops it. Yeah, you know. We gave Jake, Jason Sudeik a shit for like kidding him a couple of yeah, times. That's nothing you know? in retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> The season opens, knife straight away. Like I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> now just go like hit straight into a sea, sea monster. Um, I th- also thought it was cool how, like, without even a blink of an eye. I mean, it's, it's not really up for debate how much um Mando is committed to the the creed or his, his cause, but you know, without even thinking about it or like wondering what that monster in, he's just dive straight in, which I, I, I guess you know says to his character how committed he, he is to this. Um, so he dives in, we get, I, by the way, in my head, I'm constantly checking off shots from the trailer. So we, we do have like ships from trailer and then the shot of him, uh, in the grate, like underwater. That's also from trailer. So tick that off your, your trailer list, everyone. Uh, then of course we see three Mandalorians come down out of nowhere, jetpacks and all, and, uh, kick the quarren ass, kill them. In fact, like they straight up kill all those motherfuckers. See you yep. later, see you later. Good. Deserved it. Especially the one that <laughs> hit Yeetle into the, the fucking sea monster. Get the hell out of here, dude. And so three come down. And at first I'm like, you know, my eyes kind of begin squinting. 
I'm looking for details. And I see what we would become, we will soon learn, Bo-Katan's helmet. And I go, that's Bo-Katan's helmet. So, and th- th- so this is the way my, this is a port because I'll set up. There's several things in this episode where that very much excited me. And I was very excited because even though a lot of this stuff has been rumored and we talked about it, I have developed a skill that I'm pretty good at not getting too overhyped for something and that way I won't get like too disappointed. Like I can talk about rumors of Ahsoka and whatever else, but I'm like, I'm not going to overhype myself so I can still be excited. Yeah. You know, you learned your lesson from Rise of Skywalker. Yes. That's, that's very good point. Um, so then (laughs) I'm squinting and I'm like, that's even with, amongst this fight sequence, I'm like, that's Bo-Katan's helmet. But then I'm like, calm down, Dylan. Like, let's just wait and see. <laughs> like, so I'm like, watch it. But if you, if anyone had been recording me watching this, this was like, I'm sitting back in my chair, like watching, leaning back. And then as the scene's developing, just like I'm slowly creeping forward towards the TV. Like, <laughs> reaching out like a magnifying mean, glass. <laughs> we might need to do that for the next two episodes at least. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. It may, yeah. It may be, may, may be worth it doing a thing because I mean I'm not I'm not jumping out of my my chair and I, w- I wouldn't want to oversell my reaction but like I I, I was de- like I, like I think all I said right so here, here let me explain this one and for people who don't get it here, let me put it this way Clone Wars is I, I don't think I've ever I don't know if I've ever said this or something but I think I've definitely decided that as far as like Star Wars exists Star Wars Clone Wars is my favorite Star Wars thing like as a product if you want to put them into like separate products. Uh, like original trilogy, prequels, sequel, you know what I mean? Like sequel trilogy, yep. Rebels, whatever you want to call it. Like if we can count Star Wars, Clone Wars, the entirety of that run um, as like a singular thing, that's my, that's what I would say is actually my favorite Star Wars thing. That's, that's where my favorite characters are from. That's where my favorite stories are from. Um, that's the, the show that reignited my, m- my love for Star Wars. Like when I got that. So like I just hold it in such a high regard. So, for people who don't understand, Bo-Katan is a character from the Clone Wars. Um, not not a, like a one-episode character, not, not like every week, but she was an important character in several arcs throughout the Clone Wars that interacted with uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka Tano, uh, Darth Maul. Uh, she had... I'll, 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 I'll pin that, I'll come back to it. Anyway, super important character. So, I mean, when she took off the helmet and straight away I could see that it was... Katie Sackhoff, like, even before she's like, I'm Bo-Katan. I think, my, I don't remember what I I think I just let out a, fuck yeah. Like, just a little, <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a little, little subtle fuck yeah. Because, uh, like, again, surprising percent. Perfect. And this is, I guess, the equivalent, because I've said it many times, like, I, fuck Boba Fett, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's like oh Boba Fett's back oh look he's got that fucking like the, that episode did nothing for me and I think you can tell because I didn't like I wasn't on here being like oh Freak super out. excited like I was just like oh Boba Fett's armor like cool it was it was a great episode but what, like I, I definitely wasn't flipping my lid like the, when when the camera panned around you saw Boba Fett's armor I'm like okay it's not him because it looks like a slanky little slimy <laughs> Fucking cut in it, <laughs> and I knew that purpose. But even sorry, the- <laughs> Timothy Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> but even the shot at the end, I'm like, all right. Like I have no love for 
Boba Fett. I think people that love Boba Fett is because they haven't actually got to experience any other Mandalorian shit other than Boba Fett. So Boba Fett's the only Mando they know, and they go, armor, everything about that character, like the style, cool. And now the Mandalorian for a lot of people is the only, the only other time they're seeing like more Mandalorian. Whereas if you've watched like Clone Wars and whatever, you've had billions of Mandalorians, and Bo Katan is a fucking kick ass. Um, leader. I don't want to spend the whole episode on uh, back history, but like to set up how important she is, she is the she as the episode started, like she's the heiress to um, Mandalore. Like she is royalty. She's uh, she was also part of this is important. Let's get into this because this is actually important to Mandalorian uh, and like Jinjaran law. So of course, Bo Katan takes off her helmet and other two who we've discovered have names in the credits, but aren't important. So other two Mandalorians take off the helmets. One played by Sasha Banks, of course, which I will say did quite a good job. She had one line, great delivery. And then every other time <laughs> she was like, like I, I'm not saying like silly, but like I, like I thought she did pretty good. Like as, especially considering her uh, wrestling character, like <laughs> it's not really uh, at all no. similar. So um, of course, they take off the helmet uh, at the Jin, Din Djarin, who was looking quite happy. This is another thing where I think the line delivery and just the subtle movements you could see under his helmet. He's like smiling. He's like, oh, more, more, more Landalorians. Walks up, they take the helmet off. And I just pictured him going, like, droop. Like, straight. Not like, again. <laughs> <laughs> where'd you get that armor from? Like, it's straight away, like, straight to uh, complete and utter disappointment with them all, which uh, I found quite interesting. Uh, and that's because he is, I mean, I think this episode's confirmed what a lot of people have been theorizing for a long time, which is that the, the group he's with, the, the ones he just refers to as the, the creed or, you know, whatever, like he, his group who all keep the helmets on, they're, uh, the continuation of Death Watch, which makes sense because they always called it the watch or refer to it as watch or something like that. So Death Watch, um, and w- Bo-Katan confirms this because she's like, oh, he's one of them. Like, oh, don't you know you're from like a cult? Um, you know, is run by these people, blah, 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 blah. And she knows all about this. And the, the subtle hint we had that it would be the same people is in the flashback episode last season. The people who came down and saved him had uh, Death Watch symbols on their Mandalorian armor, which it, you couldn't 100% confirmed that they were the same Mandalorians that were that he was still around with like it could have just been like they saved him and then he grew up and he ended up with a different group you know what I mean but this confirms as far as I'm concerned that he he's following Death Watch and Death Watch is was basically like a an ultra extreme group uh that was that they that ended up warring uh against Bo-Katan's uh, group, they, the different sides of Mandalore basically split. Where, and this is a whole run of Clone Wars where Darth Maul was actually in charge of Death Watch because uh, he was trying to take over Mandalore and basically turn it into an extension of his what would become his criminal underworld empire because he ends up just running like so many sectors of the criminal underworld. Go watch Solo, Han, uh, Han Solo, sorry, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, and Death Watch. Bo-Katan fought against that, and her group was called uh, Night Owls. Yeah, that's it. Night Owls. Thus, the 
owls on the helmet. Yes, that's how you know it. That's how I was like, it's Bo-Katan. So yeah, not Night Owls was her group, and she fought back. And I know I've mentioned it before. Skip, 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 skip. Uh, the other important thing for all this is that last time we saw her was in Star Wars Rebels, which is set uh, just before Episode Four. And last time we saw her character, Sabine Wren had given her the dark saber, and basically, mm-hmm. long story short, had given her the dark saber and said, "Hey." Here's a Darksaber, which is a uh, lightsaber that was created for the one ever Mandalorian uh, who... Jedi. Was a Jedi, kind of. Um, it was like, here's the Darksaber, Sabine Wren, Eris. Go take back Mandalore. Skip ahead to this episode. She shows up, and I'm like, bitch, <laughs> how'd that go? <laughs> you didn't do a good job, did you? Because some other dude has it. I know, I'm seeing him with it. I know what you're after already before we even, um, we, I don't Start even need to get laid it, yeah. into this episode. I'm like, I know what you're after. You're not after what's on that ship. I'm like, you're after fucking the, the doctor. I can, I can see two miles ahead here. So yeah, they, it, it's just funny to see, uh, Jin's reaction to the, cause he's just like, he, he, I mean, he is an occult. Like, Deathwatch is basically like ultra extremist Mandalorians. And that tracks through to this. So there's lots of interesting stuff to delve into there. Yes. Yeah. So his his group is like uh, the Amish, almost. Yeah. Amish Catholics. Yeah. I mean, whereas yeah. if the Mandalorians are just general Christians. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go like that way, like it's just like I don't know if there, it, there's lots of cool and interesting things you do you can do with Mandalorian law. Like, and of course you could. I don't know if this has ever been said somewhere or whatever, but you, you could say like, oh, a thousand years ago, all Mandalorians kept the helmets on and that's like the basis for why they're, they're doing it now, which would be, in, you know, that would make sense. I guess if you're ultra extremist group sticking to what they deemed yeah. the roots or whatever, when of course main, main Mandalores and Mandalorians, and I mean, if you want to go into the like super interesting thing, which is that this show very much has delved into the whole... Well, a Mandalorian isn't someone who's born a Mandalore. It's someone who accepts the uh, the creed. Like you can become a Mandalorian, you know, like because th- he he isn't actually from Mandalore. But and it's so funny to think that he is literally standing in the face of royalty born on Mandalore, and he <laughs> says, "Where'd you get that armor from?" <laughs> like in <laughs> context, it's so ridiculous to think because he's he's in a you know, he's a nobody. Like, he was saved by, like... He's not technically a Mandalorian. Yeah, like, if you want to get into that, but, I mean, part of the show, I guess, the the through line of this, the bloodline of this show as it continues, I think, is to, to, to show and explain that Mandalorians can be anyone who's, you know, take up the creed, be that from different groups or different kinds. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's part of the... the Mandalore is America. Hey? <laughs> Mandalore is America. Well, yeah. <laughs> sure. They got. To, they have enough infighting amongst their fucking uh, the 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 their leaders. Some would That's call sure. it a cursed planet. That's true. Um. Uh. Before I forget it, another thing I want to say. Now I'm. I I am putting out super far ahead Mandalore Mandalorian theory. Right. I d- final season of the show. They're gonna redo, not redo, but do a second Siege of Mandalore. So they did the Siege of Mandalore in animated which was like the war for Mandalore. They did it in Rebels. Um, great. Love that. Awesome. Of course it was great. I think it would be really great if by the end of this show, Jin Jaren, 
fucking Ahsoka Tana, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, Bo-Katan, like all, you know what I mean? Like the end of the show, all these friends, like part of the, the storyline could be he, he actually gets past the point where he's not committed to Death Watch anymore, comes around to seeing the light, if you want to call it that, and then he actually ends up helping go back and save Mandalore from, because it's basically hinted at that it's got taken Story over by the Empire too. again, but I'm like, that seems, like, I was like, we, 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 we saved the planet. <laughs> like, you had it. What has happened? I've got so many questions, but, I mean, that's part of the show. I guess we'll, we'll find out as we go ahead. It's, 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 we talk. Well, they had it before the movies, right? The main, the original trilogy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's been, that, I'm, that's nothing like nitpick. So, that, yeah, last time we saw Bo Katan Rebels, just before episode four. This, yeah. the Mandalorians, of course, the Mandalorian takes place a couple years after episode six. So, of course, it's been 20 odd ish years, I guess, like roughly. Yep. Um, and Bo Katan. Like, Katie Sackhoff looks great, but also, for Bo-Katan, she doesn't really look as old as she maybe should be, but whatever, I don't... You don't know the genetics of Mandalorians? Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. know. They could age slower. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Lots of cool stuff. Anyway, right, so, I'm sure we'll come back to this, because it's got (laughs) other points, but they uh, they argue a bit, Mando says, fuck you, Um, (laughs) because... Yeah. (laughs) What I write my notes here, actually? Because uh, everything I'll say for this episode, you can tell I'm enjoying a Mandalorian episode. Not not say I dis like dislike the last two, but you can tell I liked this one so much and was so invested because I kept forgetting to take notes as I, <laughs> as I was watching mm. it because I just got I was obviously anytime Bo-Katan was on screen I kind of just kept forgetting what I was paying attention to. Uh, what yeah, I wrote down one of the three is Bo-Katan. Fuck yes, let's go. Mando is a little cunt to them because they take the helmets off though. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's one I, ne- I never usually read them verbatim but there we go uh anyway mando heads back to town uh the brother of the the quarant who he killed is like you know what dude gonna get revenge look here my homies bunch of the the, the, the and the, i guess we can just call them night owls now like I'm, that's the collective i'm just gonna call as night owls uh night owls come down save the day they're like hey you don't like us at least let us buy you a drink so they head back to the the inn, the bar, whatever you want to call it, get a drink. Uh, Sasha Banks like sucks up a worm, something fierce <laughs> in a shot amongst all of this, which I yep. I do want to shout out. Uh, good job, yep. committed. Yeetel, very jealous. Yeah, very. There's so much like Yeetel food related. I don't know. Like I don't know where it's going. That's the thing. Like there's just so many things throughout this season so far. I'm like, it's a growing child. But is it just a food thing? Is it like something to do with him understanding different parts of the world? I don't, like, has he just been locked away in a bunker on fucking whatever that plant Maybe was? Maybe they weren't feeding him before. Didn't say. Oh, that's a good, a good question. Maybe he's never ate <laughs> before. Maybe yeah, that's why maybe he's so hungry now. He's just he's never he never got to. T- maybe he just had one thing. This like centuries that he was kept in captivity. Yeah, maybe. So now he can taste everything. He wants to taste everything feels understand you know what i mean like what and then when something tastes good you, you just want more of it yeah i can't can't really complain about that uh yes yeah, so they both times like where i know where there's a jedi because of course uh mando explains his job his mission he's like i've got a creed i thought you would help me with it but you're a fake mando <laughs> um and uh maybe will maybe you won't 
Uh, I need to take him to a Jedi. Bo-Katan says, hey, I know where they're Jedi. And at this moment, I go, it is, isn't it? But again, why not sell down? Like, all she yeah, said was a Jedi. You, a lot of time has changed. Yeah. I was like, they could have... You know, she could have met a lot of people. Technically, she has known a lot of Jedi, like, throughout yeah. her time. So I'm like, let's not... Let's, anyway, we'll, we'll calm down. Uh, so then she's like, hey, help me with mission. I want to, like, rob this ship. Basically, wasn't it? It was like, let's rob this ship, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And there's a bunch of weapons on there. I want the weapons. Yeah, I want, like, a couple, it, couple weapons, and I'll, I'll take you to the Jedi, and we'll be good. So then Mando goes and drops off Yeetel at the, the Frog People's house, which, by the way, so nice that amongst all of the scenes here, they somehow, like, slipped in the card and was like, here's our address if you need, <laughs> need to hit us up again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So he goes and dropped off uh, Yeetel with the, the Frog Lady, Frog People, Frog Couple, Frog Husband and Wife, uh, who are... I mean, it's kind of weird because he drops them off and A, I'm like, don't do this because I don't like I mean- it. Because like the, they look happy, and if this episode has Yeetel eating another one of these fucking eggs while the <laughs> the husband and wife are trying to make a, a baby, I'm like that's that would maybe that's the line crossed for me. Yeah, um, but especially after what happens next, yeah, would have been yes, exactly. And in retrospect, I'm like they were looking around that bowl, right? And they're trying to make one of the eggs, <laughs> I guess, into a baby. Which I mean, technically. Did the Mando not just walk in on them having like a highly <laughs> intimate moment <laughs> for their species? I think they already had. I think they came post. Because obviously, but obviously, the Yido gets left there. He looks looking at the the thing and one of the eggs hatches. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which was a great shot as well. Like the whole Yido's face and like the doing the whole uh, looking through a like a, a fish tank type thing. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, so Mando, Mando, Night Owls, they head off, stake out the, the ship, and then they strike. The plan is to strike when it's taking off because reasons I can't really remember. Um, but nonetheless, that's what they did. And this, as I said at the start of the episode, this, this whole sequence was awesome for several reasons. There's couple, one thing I do want to point out though, like not to say that, again, this is me just calling out because the rest of the season's been shit, like the L- Ludwig. Gorsman? Gorsman? That's right. Gorsman. Yeah. Um, his music's always great for the show, but this piece that kicked in right as they do the, they're like landing on the, the ship or whatever, like had that whole like industrial rock sounding feeling to it at the start. And just as it continued throughout the sequence, I was like, this was, this was a very solid. Did it stand out to you at all or no? Yeah, it was good. Uh, I think the one I noticed was earlier in this episode when they were walking through the, city to the inn because the music was very different to everything else but like slightly slightly different arrangement of the main theme yeah so yeah yeah because i feel like the last two episodes we've we've seen we've heard there's been a couple new pieces but i feel like most of it's been reworks or stuff we've sort of heard before or not even noticeable Mm. enough i don't know yeah uh but this whole sequence was yeah fucking awesome so you've literally got four mandalorians which i know we had the, the the scene in episode three last season, but which was the first time we'd seen live action, a lot of Mandalorians involved in a, a sequence, and that was kick ass, of course, when they all showed up. That was episode two. No, it wasn't. Episode one, he does the thing. Episode he gets the chart. Episode two, 
he gets stuck on the planet. Episode three is the one where he returns. And then isn't that at the end of the episode, he, he, he's like, fuck this, I'm going to save the child after he hands it over, remember? It? Come on. Time flies when you... <laughs> I know. Time flies when you're trying to think. It definitely wasn't ever. Nope, you're right, you're right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, that was the one directed by Deborah Chow, right? I thought, I th- yeah, I thought Bryce Taylor Howard did the third one last no, season. Uh, episode four, because then the, episode four, yeah. the first time he's like, I've got a child, I'm going to try and save it, and he, he fucks off into, yeah. into hiding, yeah. Uh, and of course, that was exciting, but i got to say... I rate this over that. And of course, I may be slightly biased because Bo-Katan and I've, I, I, I'm invested in these characters more than I was invested in uh, random Mandalorians in uh, episode three of season one. But then just charging through this corridor, uh, it was just kick-ass. Like, this is... Th- this The feeling I get watching these four kill a bunch of stormtroopers is how people must feel when they just look at Boba Fett and think he did anything interesting. Like that's how <laughs> that's how I feel watching. <laughs> this. Listen, he looked really cool standing in the background of several shots. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, just t- totally before falling into a top ten characters of Star Wars ever. Bob, Fett. yeah, um, th- yeah. Did this did this action scene stand out as much as it did to you? No, it probably stood out more to you. I thought it was like cool. Yeah, it must maybe it's the Boca Town thing. I think so. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> not, like everyone. You want to climb what's high, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to climb what's high. Gotta, it's it's going to happen. Uh, so, of course, the, this this whole scene was great. Uh, action aside, the, I enjoyed the comedy that was also slipped in. Like, the they get into that sequence after Mando um, goes like, nearly on a suicide mission to throw some grenades in or whatever. And then when they get into that room and the the, the captain or whatever calls up, like, to the, the, the dude in the cargo thing and he's like, well, what room have you locked him in? He's like, oh, in the cargo control room or, or whatever. And he just goes silent and then next second you just see him flying out. I'm like, fuck, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That is uh, good. I I think all of the comedy, that plus the ship is like perfect level of Star Wars comedy that doesn't break the... Uh, no, yeah. Yeah, it's like not too on the nose. Yeah. Even, even like right before that, he's like, which door do I close? All of them. Yeah. And then, like, he looks at him, the guy who's closing the doors, is, like, a little bit upset and that kind of stuff, right before they get all get thrown out of the airlock. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> um, and then the, you got the dude. Uh, shout out, I'm going to shout out the dude who I don't remember his name, who I thought was Bo Burnham in the front, but that's fine. Um, I find it quite interesting that I asked you when we hopped on right before recording, was that Bo Burnham? And then you told me you tweeted something about Bo Burnham, which I have not seen. That was completely unrelated, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it wasn't Bo Burnham. Would be cool to see him no, in wasn't. a Star Wars role. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Just random. Um, so Mando, <laughs> the Mandos and Night Owl, they all, uh, they all fight to the front. They take over the ship because they're suicide diving at this point because... Moff Gideon has finally showed up. <laughs> Episode three, uh, the big villain who was, of course, introduced at the, at the end of last season. We've, we've finally made an appearance. Uh, I think it, very sinister, like still holding that uh, kind of like, because again, we don't really know what the fuck he's doing. Or like, I'm going to say after this episode that. Uh, so based on everything I know, of reading like the extended universe material, right? And everything that happened with the Empire post episode six and whatever. I don't really understand who and what and how Moff Gideon fits into the 
the mold of all that because it's very obvious that either everyone was captured uh there was a final battle over jakku following episode six and then pretty much it said that after that the the remnants of the empire fucked off into the outer reaches the outer rim and kind of disappear and then in come the rise of skywalker which kinder and kinder doesn't touch on that at the same time um nonetheless I don't know. I, like, I, I feel like Moff Gideon is running a very like. Su- what would you call it? Like a like what's it? What would you call a terrorist organization? Like a, a splinter group of the Empire. Would that splinter be group, the right yeah. word? Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's what he's he's running. Like, it, it feels like a splinter group uh, of the Empire where no, like he's in charge of it, and um, you know, like he says, "Long live the Empire" or whatever. But you know, he doesn't say "Long live the Emperor," no. which I feel like is important. Sin- something probably relevant to what we're currently going through it's probably more like hydra yeah connected to the nazi party yes you know? yes yeah like someone uh red skull just like taking over uh yes. splinter group like yeah yeah to so that sort of effect is what i'm i'm, I'm rating moff getting at at this point especially because after they get into the room uh moff Gideon tells the captain you know what to do he shoots the other two dudes and then he begins diving the the ship. So it's like a full-on suicide thing, which isn't very, very emperor, uh, <laughs> empire-ish. Because if that's how the Empire always, roll, always rolled, they would have just been suicide bombing their TIE fighters into to the X-Wings. You know what I mean? Like, it was never... They weren't a... Yeah. Su- they had some self-preservation. Yes. To a degree. Like, th- they've explained in law that... TIE fighters never had shields so they could go faster and that was just a, a YOLO like you're more nimble you you may die but that that's not the same as straight up suicide bombing you know what I mean like that's yes. that's a whole different level of warfare to a degree so the fact that they he kills the other two dudes is willing to dive it it really lends this whole Moff Gideon being this uh uh evil overlord Cold leader, leader yeah. of it uh, like it's completely not even like emperor or empire related really at this point uh especially after bo-katan holds up the knife says you know she's like where is it does he have it and he says he, he has it if you're asking you not already know he has it and then she says the word dark saber we haven't actually heard that in the show yet um, of course if you watch or listen to any star wars podcast and you didn't know what it was that moff gideon pulled out at the end of last season you would have heard me and many of people going Dark Sider, that's what it's called, but this is the first time we've heard it in the show, so that's cool. And then he takes a like a the equivalent of like a cyanide tablet for for Star Wars out of his tooth, which was yeah. cool, I guess, but not. You know what I mean? Like it, I, we haven't really seen something like that. I guess the most equivalent is Attack of the Attack of the Clones when um the sh- that uh, the assassins shot by Django to a de- to a degree, like the similar sort of. Like uh, killing someone, so they shut up. Like that that type of scene. Yeah, we've never seen someone take a cyanide tablet to <laughs> to that degree. So that, that was uh, interesting. Uh, nonetheless, Bo-Katan gets a bunch of weapons. Which, by the way, is worth mentioning that there's three Mandos in this episode. She wants a fuck ton of weapons. She has a fuck ton of other Mandos somewhere, right? You know, like I feel like that's. Mm self-explanatory right she's she's not getting that many weapons for three people that's not no that that doesn't make sense so she she obviously has 
still a lot of Mandalorians um, that she's she's building up to go fight. Uh, by the sounds of it, she wants to go fight Moff Gideon first, get the Darksaber, and then reclaim Mandalore. Like, that sounds like the structure of events. And one of those is probably going to line up quite well eventually with Jin. Din. Uh, for 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 his thing. Because, of course, Moff Gideon is chasing his ass because he's still after the child. Um, and she wants the Darksaber back. So, of course, they're, they're, they're going to cross over at least once more, if not this season, then in seasons to come. So, that's setting the, the tales there. Um, before they split their ways, though, of course, Bo-Katan turns to the Mando and says, hey, I have a name for you. Go to this planet. I didn't write it down. I completely forgot. Um, I was t- I was, as again, I was, uh, I was a bad note taker for this episode. It says, hey, go to this planet. It didn't stand out in my head, so I'm going to shame it you. Because that's how much I know Star Wars. There's no, if I didn't know it. No, that's fine. She says, go to this planet. There you'll find Jedi named Ahsoka Tano. Tell her that Bo- uh, Bo-Katan sent you. She will help you. Boom. I, I gotta say, I could not have partic- anticipated how the, the feeling, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's a weird feeling. It's not like full joy, because I, I haven't seen Ahsoka yet. But for some reason, like, I don't know, like, just hearing Ahsoka's name in live action and knowing 100% that the rumors are true and that she's going to be showing up in the next couple episodes. And just for some reason, just hearing her name said in live action uh, was just like a really cool feeling. And I guess I just, again, like my favorite Star Wars character name in a proper, for some people, proper Star Wars show for people who look down on the animated stuff, I guess. Um, really fucking cool. And uh, the other thing is, I'm so glad there wasn't fucking around this episode and trying to just bait a lot of the stuff. Like, they didn't fuck around with Bo-Katan. You know what I mean? Like, she lands. I'm sitting there going, I think that's Bo-Katan. I think that's Bo-Katan. But I didn't have to worry about it because two seconds later, helmet's off. Hey, I'm Bo-Katan. Great. Like, and they didn't tease because she said Jedi early in the episode. And I was like, ah, that, that's probably the full stop. Like, a Jedi, I'm probably still going to be wondering for episodes to come type thing. But then they didn't fuck around. They're just like, no, Bo-Katan, that's who he's going to go see. So then we can just get excited. And I, I kind of appreciate that they're not there's there's good cliffhangers there's good teasing but then there's also something to be said for not leading your your audience on a bit too long but um how how do you feel about i guess the fact that we're definitely seeing ahsoka um yeah does obviously you don't have the the same level i do but was it yeah second degree happiness Uh, or whatever (laughs) yeah it was definitely second degree happiness i'm like as soon as i heard the name i'm like dylan's probably like you know so excited so happy uh we might be seeing that's it, Mike. Uh, Ahsoka, <laughs> Ahsoka Tano, uh, in live action. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, cool moment. Uh, you know, Bokatan, very good. You know, we skipped over the like the double cross in the middle where uh, where she's decided yeah, she true. wants to take the ship, which wasn't part of the deal. 
like that's pretty cool she just full went psych on him <laughs> and the best part was that she said she she's like we're gonna take out these weapons blah 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 and he's like well that's not part part of the plan she's and then she says the the twist of the line of uh i've changed the arrangement or whatever this is the way like oh, she said <laughs> the thing like Ooh, uh, damn. once again under the helmet i'm just picturing being like this motherfucker this bitch, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> how dare she she makes fun of my creed and then she says how yeah. our slogan how dare thee um and i will say the instructions were take the fanling to the city of caladan on the forest planet of corvus there you'll find a psychotano had a quick search neither caladan or corvus has been mentioned See, in Star Wars before. i'm always right <laughs> I'm always right whenever I'm not wrong or whatever. Yeah, whenever you're not yeah, wrong. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to say, like, and I clicked onto this after just thinking about it because I'm just like thinking, I'm like, okay, so Soka, 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 Soka. When are we getting a Soka? We're not getting a Soka next week. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll be fucking shocked. I'll be shocked out of my mind if a Soka shows up next week for one reason, one reason only, and that's that we know Dave Filoni is directing episode five, and Dave Filoni, yeah. Yeah, Ahsoka is Dave Filoni's baby which feels baby. weird to say about like a, a fully grown woman character character now but like that character is his baby like he has he created that character alongside george lucas he 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 dragged that character out of like when ahsoka showed up in the clone wars movie because there was a movie people forget that went to the cinema by the way uh and people did not like the character and they were like george lucas is writing stupid characters again what the fuck is this trash and then dave filoni like carried that character uh, through thick and thin into turning into a lot of people's fan favorites, including my, my own. So I'd find it very weird if he's not the one directing live action Ahsoka. So I'm going to say two things happen next week now. Uh, I, uh, I'm not using the word because I know a lot of people are going to say straight away, like if we don't get Ahsoka next week, it's filler. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. I can see that being the. I mean. We all saw the state of that ship when we finished the episode. Yeah, and I think that's going to. Pl- I feel like that's going to have to play into. You know where he's going to get it fixed, though. Yeah, he's going to go see Cardo. No, no, he's going back to Tatooine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, imagine. <laughs> I can't either. I can't either. Like, and that's where Boba Fett comes back, <sighs> or or clone Jango yeah. Fett. I think both. Is. Well, both the clones is technically. Right. After all this, I hope it turns out to be Rex because I would rather be Rex than uh, Boba Fett. What a troll! I'll be like, ah, yeah. got him. Um, I mean, we do know that next week's episode is directed by Carl Weathers, so it could be. I think it's Cara Dune. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's. I'm going to say he's directing himself. It makes the most sense. I feel, especially because he's not yeah. like he's not. Apparently, he asked, like, said, "John, can I direct an episode?" He was like, yeah, sure. Like, uh, John, uh, he has a, Carl Webbs has a couple directing credits, but, you know, you're not going to hand him the keys to potentially one of the biggest live action, uh, no, the biggest live action appearance of an animated series character. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not going to happen. So I'm going to say he's directing himself and, um, Cardin. Gina, whatever. Gina. The, the, the character Gina people are, that's going to get written out of the show quite quickly if she continues going on Twitter. Anyway, um, I'm not gonna say that. So I'm not gonna say next week's filler because it makes sense if he has to stop and fix the ship because it could be ages away. Uh, from what we understand, his light speed was fucked, right? Like the hyperdrive fucked. Let's be honest. There's a fair chance that 
the Rose Crest was going to fall out of the sky at any second. Yeah. So, so in, it, I'm not going to say it's filler. If it, even though he paid for a thousand, he paid a thousand credits. Yeah. Not a good job. Not a good job at all. So, but I'm not, again, like people are going to say it's filler. And I'm going to say it's not filler because it actually makes sense within the context of what the fuck is happening. Like his ship looks like shit. So anyway, Ahsoka's two episodes away is what I'm saying. Um, the other thing though that got me super excited, I was like, holy I mean, shit. She could pop up at the end of the next episode. Yeah, that, I wouldn't see. put it past that. Like, if she shows at the end, like, um, Boba, quote unquote, the person we assumed to be Boba, <laughs> Boba Fett, <laughs> that could be a thing. But then I would say we're definitely going to see her the next episode, unlike we didn't see Boba again. Um, but the other thing that I got, I, I'm starting getting excited about, and I've, I've put it up in the video version for people watching on YouTube, which is the fact that, so I just Googled Bo Katan and Ahsoka from the, 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 the Clone Wars, any picture. I just pulled up one random one. But the fact that these two characters that from... Because we've never had that, right? We've never had two animated characters come into live action and then appear In together. the same canon. Hey? In the same canon. Yeah. I mean... You know, because they've done live action, ad- action adaptations before. Yeah, like... Quote unquote fan films or what you want to call them. Like that's not No No, I'm just talking in general. Like they've done a live action Aladdin. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean Star Wars. That's I'm saying you're talking specifically I'm Star Wars. Specifically Star Wars, because they've pulled Saul Guerrero out, right? Anime series character. That's true. He's in Rogue One. But we never saw Saul Guerrero and another anime character that he interacted with also interact. So if we if we see Ahsoka mm. and Bo Katan that would I, I just think for animated series fans themselves, particularly Clone Wars, to actually see two animated characters if they get to share a scene in live action, that would be a really cool moment. And that's something I feel like we're we're gonna get later in this show. So that's gonna be really awesome. So I just never really thought about it. Like I'm like they're separate, but what if they come together? What if these characters meet again? That would be awesome. Not to mention what Sabine Ren. Oh my god! Like if Sabine's with Ahsoka. <laughs> Better hope I'm recording. I'll fucking flip my lid. <laughs> you want to meet a good Mandalorian? How about one that paints good? Yeah, fucking let's go. Um, oh, what if there's a convoy there? Might, might have to whip my bird out, like celebrate. <laughs> uh, what the fuck am I? What are we talking about? I've already forgot. Like, yeah, uh, Katana, yeah, knife, yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. We're, we're wrapping up. Mando goes back to the, the place. He, he gets goes sees frog lady. The child is now in love with their child. It seems doesn't want to leave. Is not not to the degree he wants to eat grow the up frog. fast. He uh, it was a tadpole a second ago. Now it's freaking yeah, huge. I think they 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 grow fast. But the Yeetle's grown to uh to to like the thing. Not and not in an easy way. It looked like he it's just right. wanted to well play. At the time, that's what it looked like. I mean, it's up for debate. I guess I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, the question from now on is: Does he, is he want to? No. Does he want to eat it? I know, like the so the one screenshot I put up for the video, the, the one one of the couple frames that Disney put out screenshots, he, he does look like he's just like patting it, and he's looking at the mother, like, "Oh, this is a nice thing <laughs> that you've created. <laughs> this is a nice little thing that I want to pat and that you've created. Good, good, good job. I like this." And Mando carries him kicking and screaming out more or less, and says, "I've already got enough." Yeah pets or something got enough pets yeah. yeah which i'm like come on yeetle's not a pet what are you what are you saying what do you got hidden in the the bottom of the the razor crest you got some dogs down there do you that we, we don't know about some secrets are in hiding uh mando heads back 
talks to, uh, of course, as I mentioned, talks to the uh, Mon Calamari. Fucked him over for a thousand credits. Piss poor job on the Razor Crest. Anyway, it takes off. They head off. Surprisingly. Off they go. To, off they go. To presumably land on whatever. I don't remember that planet. The. Whatever. The one from season one. The, the one he was like, oh, I won't be back again. I'm on the Creed. <laughs> Landing again. Oh, I'm back, guys. <laughs> Can you help me fix my ship? It's fucked, eh? Uh, any other. Any other random thoughts before we Navarro. wrap up this episode? That's the planet. Navarro. Uh, yeah. We'll say. Yes, Navarro. Uh, we'll say good job by the costuming team. Because it really. Just quickly looking at all these screenshots of both Katan from the animated series compared to her in the show. How good. Pretty simple. Pretty similar. That's what I'm saying. Like, which, so, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, she took the helmet. Like, the helmet and everything looked so good that I was like, "That's my katana straight away." But then the the fact when she took it off, just I know you're the character, but you fuck it's you're the character. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just yeah between her she got the headband and yeah, like all the, the all the little details that you're like, will they do that in live action? Years or still got the same hairstyle. I think old Star Wars characters, there's no one ever changes their I mean, hair. it makes sense. I, I don't know. I don't think you could, like, do many variations of your hair no. underneath the helmet. No, that's true. You gotta keep it, uh, above your neck, I guess. You know? You know what I'm saying? Above neck. Yeah, otherwise, you know, gets everywhere. Gets everywhere. That's right. Uh, then I'll do it. Fantastic episode. Of course, I loved it. I'm gonna say this is, this is my favorite so far, obviously, but. Knowing Ahsoka's coming, <laughs> fucking, it's getting ready to to get toppled. I can. The, I'm gonna say as we wrap up this, anyone else listening who is like a mega Ahsoka fan, like me, if if there is anyone, do not get. <laughs> if there's anyone, do not get annoyed that we have to wait another episode to potentially get Ahsoka. Like, don't become like, oh, this is filler bullshit. Blah 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 blah. Enjoy the show for what it is. Know that we're getting a soak in a week after and be happy with that. Like, it's literally two, two fucking weeks. Calm the fuck down. Listen, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's your new favorite. It's, uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Mandalorians. You can find the show on explosionnetwork.com, youtube.com, slash explosion network. Uh, all good podcasting services, of course, including Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on Twitter by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. Take you to a Twitter list of all our Twitters. And until next week, we have spoken. <laughs>